Good morning, everybody. I am back from the UK. Went to Cornwall. I remember those holidays in Minehead. People are still doing it, going to what I can only describe as muddy beaches where the tide goes out 300 metres. And they pretend to their children that this is a beach holiday wrapped in their thermal wetsuits in the middle of summer. Did a bit of walking, catching up with friends, London, went to Portugal and went to the Latitude Festival. Not really a festival goer, it has to be said, but the average age must have been 60. I thought festivals were for young drug takers. No, not so. For old drug takers. Me excluded, of course. Anyway, when I went away, the All Lords was X, and when I've come back, the All Lords is X minus 0.3%. Not a lot has happened. In my section today, I cover a few of the things that have happened whilst I've been away. The most obvious event at the moment, of course, is this Chinese property crisis, a repeat of what we had in 2020, was it, or 2021? Remember Evergrande? People's Bank of China caught the crisis. This is just a continuation of the same thing, which has been pasted over a few times. And if you read a few of the strategists, they will tell you that there is a crater of debt supporting the Chinese economy that will doubtless get papered over again with stimulus and intervention, with one strategist talking about the local government finance vehicles level of debt now being five times what it was when this broke out a couple of years ago, with the potential, obviously, to crater Chinese economy and the world. But of course, it almost certainly won't. But it is clearly dominating sentiment in the short term in the last couple of weeks. Fortescue Metals has fallen 13.7%. And if you look at the charts in my section today, you will see that there is a new downtrend, a bit of profit taking after a decent rally, it has to be said. Nothing precipitous looking yet in resources, but definitely a new downtrend in resources, which means that the BHP only portfolio, which is in cash and has been in cash whilst I was away and has cost us nothing by being in cash whilst I've been away, remains in cash and is happy to be in cash. And for the moment, you just have to be wary of China-related stocks, resources in particular. And I remind you all that the sector is a long-duration trading sector. And truth be known, even though many of the resources are trusted brand names and very long-term companies, they have very volatile earnings streams. And on that basis, probably wouldn't qualify as quality stocks. Depends on your definition of quality, of course. But quality, I would suggest, is reliability of earnings and earnings for resources companies are obviously dependent upon cyclical commodity prices and can be very volatile. Sometimes they pretend to be quality companies when they are in a boom generating masses of cash and paying out what look like reliable but aren't dividends, but they're not quality stocks. So although I don't want to encourage anybody to sell them at the moment, I think the game for us is to try and pick the bottom here rather than enthusiastic buy at the moment with this Chinese sentiment, the market or the sector is going nowhere. So just standing back for the moment on the BHP only portfolio and looking through the 
charts of metal prices, you will notice that most of them have started to turn down in the short term. And if China is going to become a bit of a sentiment problem for our market, then you might imagine this recent rally, one of the very few sectors that's done rather nicely whilst I've been away has been the energy sector. The other sector has been consumer discretionary. There have been some quite good results out of consumer discretionary stocks. We are in the results season, of course, off very low expectations. But back to the energy sector, which has been doing rather well. If anything, if this Chinese sentiment damage gets any worse, you might imagine the oil price is going to come off as well. So commodities just on the nose at the moment and China an issue that needs to be sorted. Uncertainty is the enemy of the market and there is clearly a lot of Chinese uncertainty at the moment. So just standing back from resources and therefore the market a little bit, such a big sector. And we're now watching every morning what Chinese property stocks are doing and in particular Country Garden Holdings and the unpronounceable Zonggrong International, which has missed repayment obligations on a variety of products. By the way, Country Garden Holdings has a bond which has gone from the equivalent of $100 to below $10. In other words, bondholders think there's a good chance it is worthless. So let's just watch this unfold. I'm not sure anyone's going to be buying anything too enthusiastically in a downtrend in resources with this uncertainty still hanging around. So before getting at all interested in resources, we're going to have to see this Chinese situation mollified, which will doubtless happen with some surprise announcement about Chinese stimulus. And as I speak, you might notice China has unexpectedly cut its key policy rates for the second time in three months today as they try to underpin the economy. They've also cut borrowing rates and injected 204 billion yuan through seven-day reverse repos. So the central bank of China flinching amidst the property debacle. China aside, the other interesting or most obvious observation in my absence in the last month, apart from the market going down 0.3%, is bond yields are continuing to go up. The policy debate on the FOMC and the RBA is endless, but it does seem we have yet to reach a consensus that bond yields have peaked or that interest rates have peaked. We seem to have reached the consensus that inflation has peaked, but the bond market seems to think something else is going on. Inflation is going to remain sticky or re-emerge, stay higher for longer. Something is going on because the real bond yield, which is the bond yield minus inflation in the US, is now at a 14-year high, and the 10-year bond yield at the highest since November last year. That is the bond market telling you that they are not confident about inflation prospects. So whilst that remains, the market's unlikely to go anywhere either. You can see a few charts of bond yields in my section today. Another observation is that the US markets have peaked out whilst I've been away, particularly the NASDAQ, but the S&P 500 as well. Short-term stuff for the moment, they're still in uptrend channels, but definitely come off the top. Whilst I was away, Henry has sold the NASDAQ ETF that I was holding in the strategy portfolio, and that has left us completely in cash in strategy, which is not Henry and I telling you that the market is about to do something precipitous. It is simply a reflection of a lack of enthusiasm, a lack of market momentum. There's the Chinese economic risk, benign economic backdrops here and in the US. Some recession risk seems minimal and some overpricing, particularly in the US. If you look at NVIDIA, NVIDIA, by the way, has late results. August the 24th, they've got quarterly 
results coming up, they'd better be good. NVIDIA's on 23 times price to sales, which is just silly, really. Microsoft is on 10.1 times, which is only half as silly, but still silly. Most big tech stocks in the US trade on sort of five to six times sales, which you could even argue that's silly, but that's the norm. So Microsoft pumped up, NVIDIA pumped up, and the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 just coming off the top a little bit as big tech takes a break as bond yields continue to hold firm, which is not good for growth stocks. And I'm happy now that Henry has sold the NASDAQ ETF in my absence, and we look to get back in at some point. Let's get involved when we can get excited. There's little excitement in the market at the moment, just a technical top in US big tech sentiment. So out of everything in the strategy portfolio, I don't want this portfolio to be a trading portfolio. I don't want it to be a short-term portfolio. The idea is that it's a beta portfolio, if that makes sense to you, which means it is trading the market rather than an alpha portfolio, which would be trading stocks. Trading the market should be quite a slow-moving, rolling, benign activity without a lot of punctuation. But at the moment, whilst I don't think there's anything precipitous going on in the markets, there is a lack of enthusiasm and we've just found ourselves in cash. So looking for a more significant market bottom, which doesn't seem to be here at the moment. So in cash in the strategy portfolio and also in cash in the Macquarie portfolio, you can have a look at the Macquarie chart in the in my section today. We've done well to get out, but it does look bottom of the trading range, but it's a stock market stock. We need the stock market firing to be excited about Macquarie. And I don't want to be trying to pick the eyes out of the share price. I want a major pivot point so we can buy it for months rather than weeks. Anyway, that pivot point doesn't seem to be there. And if you remember their last set of results, whilst better than expected, were very dependent upon trading results, which is a volatile earnings stream. The market reacted badly to that. And it's got to be said, the backdrop, which requires a very healthy equities market, healthy financial markets, active merger and acquisitions, a good IPO pipeline, none of that is in place at the moment. So we're just out of Macquarie at the moment. And you'll see a few other observations in my section. Don't want to go on too long, but the CBA results, the most obvious one to mention, goes ex-dividend tomorrow. The stock usually fades for a while after it's gone ex-dividend. See the chart in my section of how after every dividend, it just goes down for a while. It's one of the best income stocks in the world. It will doubtless fade a bit after going ex-dividend tomorrow, but it's not trading stock. It's not a growth stock. And I don't think I would disturb any long-term income investors. The results were well well received. The stock's up about almost 3% since the results came out. It was up about 1.5% on the day of results. So well received. They also have a buyback going on. They moved their dividend up 14%. The housing market showing mild signs of bottoming at the high end. Net interest margins were up. Nothing much to worry about, basically. And those relentless, incorrect sell recommendations from brokers shouldn't put you off. So happy with the CBA. Other stuff going on. Aussie dollar nine-month low. You can understand that on the back of the Chinese property market concerns. Oil price had a sharp rally. If China blows up, that's going to come off. Gold is now trending down. US earnings season is at an end. A bit better than expected, turned out. They were expecting earnings down 9%. They were down 4% on average. And so going forward, we are focused on the results season. It's a mad month for brokers and newsletters, has to be said. Trying to chase results around this month. Some good ones today. 
day, CSL up 4% on their full year numbers. Exceptional growth in immunoglobulin sales and record plasma collections uh, recovering from COVID. They also had a bit of a profits warning just ahead of the results, a currency related profits warning. So seeing some relief from that. I saw one broker buying the stock last week. And if sharp price jumps on results start trends, then CSL might be worth having a look because it does seem to have bottomed today. The national banks also had a trading update today, well received, up 1.1% on the back of that. And they've announced a $1.5 billion share buyback. Strong balance sheet, de-risked itself for three months or so. Quarterly profit number, there's no dividend, it's quarterly trading update. Quarterly profit, 3 to 4% above consensus, described by the CEO as a sound result. So, okay. Cochlear up 6% today on strong results. Sales up 19%. Implant unit sales up 16%. Net profit up 4%. Underlying profit up 10%. Guidance raised for 2024. What's not to like there? Today's rally has turned a recent downtrend around. Seek down 6% on results. Worrying about a dull jobs market. Results marginally below expectations. Treasury wine estates up 3.5% on full year profit down 3.3%. Penfold's the standout there. Promedicus up 6% on profit up 36% today. Challenger down 5% and a few other results around as well. Temple and Webster down 5.3% on full year profit down 30.6%. Underlying profit down 10%. There is just too much going on today. We also have the RBA minutes out today. They say inflation signs are encouraging, but rate rises are still on the table. And we've had some wages numbers, a little bit below expectations, which is good for the market in a mild way. Right, there we go. As I come back, done a lot of thinking about the newsletter, obviously, whilst I'm away. One of the focuses for you as members or for me and the newsletter over the next few months will be to roll out our stock takes to the top 100 stocks to start with and keep them up to date. Post results season is a good time to collect our thoughts on stocks. And apart from rolling that out, my intention is to make our growth and income portfolios more central to the newsletter. And hopefully you'll see that over the next few weeks and months. And that's about it for today. Too much to cover. The bottom line is we're looking to buy in all our portfolios. And today doesn't seem to be the day. So cash will do for now. As I leave you, ASX 200 likes the Chinese stimulus up 49 points, having been down five at one point. Dow futures up three, NASDAQ futures up 0.2 of a percent. Results dominate, can't wait for the soccer. Spain versus Sweden today, 6 p.m. Australia, England tomorrow, 8 p.m. And when all this is over, it's the Rugby World Cup. Endless entertainment. <laughs>